pod, guys. Welcome to episode seven from Two in the Tackle. We got Kaz back. I know it's called Two in the Tackle. We've just changed the name, but that's not what it's about. It's about trying to grow, get better. Um, they can follow the Instagram. I'm trying to make some sort of presence within a social media sphere as well. Liking, sharing, whatever it is. Um, you know, and even if it's feedback, because sometimes that's the most times that's the the best help anyone can get or give. But thank you, anyway. Um, hopefully, you guys enjoy the show. Big baby, Kaz, mate. Two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. We're backing it up. We've got to remain consistent, especially this time that's of the it. season. Good, good to know, good to hear. And heading into the new season of uh, summer sport, which could be cricket, the NBA, the NFL has started. Not that I'm an expert in either NFL or NBA, but um, definitely excited about the new cricket season that's coming up, which we will chat about. Um, obviously, we have Steve Smith uh, performing well in England, um, one of the best performers, and still a game to go in hand. But we'll talk more about this a little bit later on. I know you're re- ready to rip in there as well, and I look forward to hearing that from you. Um, but I just want to ask your thoughts on who is responsible, whether it was the playing roster or you jinxing us last week against our Sydney. It's no, it's no one individual. Um, we we probably should have been up by 20 at half time and it just looked like we might have got a little bit complacent like we obviously played physical and then we just allowed allowed them to have a sniff and they came out after half time only 8 points down and went bang bang and then we were just behind yeah um, obviously missing missing a few key guys we definitely missed Luke Keary yeah um, but Cam Murray caps off to him man he was phenomenal he's excellent isn't he? he's he's actually starting to become one of my new favourite players and I think I might have messaged you even and said to you that he'll be playing for Australia this year. Is that even a big call? Without a doubt. Or is that like a, a common sense decision? No, that's not even like, oh, you're saying something outrageous. No, no, without a doubt. He's, he'll be playing for Australia this year. Yeah. Who, who's playing in front of him? Jake Chaboyevich. Yeah, look, he, look, he's in the team anyway. Camaro's in the team. But, uh, uh, that's, a, that's the only thing. You say sort of Jake Chaboyevich, but right now, the way that... You know, him and oh, Sassini. Camaro's probably played better than Jake Trebojevic at the moment. At the moment, exactly right. And then... Man, his play the balls is just outrageous. It's, it's like, a new yeah, thing. I've never seen someone have so much effect on creating opportunities off the run they have before it. Yeah. And that should be a new Supercoach stat. Especially when you've got Damien tackle. Cook, who's who's going to come in at hooker, and Cam Murray just bursts through two guys. Both tacklers are behind him, and he just bounces up, plays the ball, and Cook's like, oh, thank you. Every, yeah. And you know, when we talk, think about how we played defensively, we, we turned off for that five-minute period after halftime. You know, South might have started this game strong, but there was a period there just after halftime. I can't remember how long it was, but it was in halftime, and they scored those two tries. And that was really... All we did poorly in defence. It was all obviously that all that cost us when it came to defence as well. Mm. And and to, to some extent as well, it's, it's not even that we were super poor. Like you know, we, probably, we were a little bit off in a few moments where they were able to crack our line. But really, what cost us was we bombed a couple of tries in the first half. We bombed like, those tries in the really first half, but and then in the second half, we got worse offensively. Yeah, 
Yeah, we did. We did. We kept making errors, and then and then we just we looked a little bit um, a little bit messy. As in, like, we don't actually know how we're going to get that back anymore. We don't know how we'll get that that try back. It almost felt as though if we get one, they're owed one. So it was like, well, how are we going to win this game? We need to score two. We can't score two more tries. We've scored our two more tries. We've got them in the first half and missed them. But, look, you know, it was disappointing and it definitely slapped me back in the face after, you know, I was feeling quite quite happy and confident. Um going into the weekend, even saying, look, it doesn't really matter what happens in that game. Like, I'm pretty confident in what we can do. And I still am, but it just was a reminder of like, hey, if anyone can still get you, not like on the day, this is the NRL. This is this is the um, the toughest and closest competition in world sport. And especially when you, you're coming up against, uh, when you look at those top four sides of, of the Roosters, South Storm and the Raiders, and you can't let up against those teams. And as, as Cooper Kong said, it's just about being the best team on that day and how prepared you are and how well organised and um, how much you can step up to that day. And that's what it comes down to. So we've got to switch on. But look, big in for us. Hargraves will play. And for the Bunnies, Sam Burgess will not. So we're going to take advantage of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, obviously, you know, that, that'll be on Friday night. <coughs> Latrell Mitchell Massive needs class. to really need to step up as well. He sort yeah, of um, got caught out a bit. And he dropped that ball. And, and it's like that mistake that he makes in the first half, dropped the ball, was probably a little interlude into the second half. You know, that that it might not have actually just been a one-off thing on that. Was the, hopefully that mm. performance was a one-off thing. But we just don't want him, people as the, the... We don't really want them getting too complacent. You know? And it felt like and that's how they sort of as performed. well, man, when, when that little grub went through, he just dropped it cold. Oh, that's a bit harder, though. That's bouncing, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, look, Latrell, yeah, he dropped it, but it was a tackle coming across and knocked the ball out. But he doesn't, yeah, doesn't true. Tell you, he doesn't drop those. He still doesn't drop those. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. All right, anyway, so the, the, the Saturday game, I think, is it 5 30 for Saturday? Now, 4 o'clock, uh, four o'clock game is um, Storm and Raiders, and then um, and then you got uh, Parramatta and the Broncos. And where's that Bank West? The, Bank I think, West I think Parramatta West. might be. Might be able to stun the Broncos this week. I don't, you know, they they went up to Suncorp. I think they'll get a confidence out of going up to Suncorp and getting beat how they got beat. Just, I think they go well, now we're in our territory. I reckon we get that advantage back. I would think so as well. However, I don't know why, and there's no reasoning behind this because I've been completely unimpressed by the Broncos all year. To my detriment in the tipping comp that I've tipped against them many, 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 many times. Yeah. But it's just, I have this weird feeling that they're going to beat the Parramatta Eels. I don't know why, like, because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't yeah. make sense. They're playing at Parramatta, they're really good there, and Brisbane is really bad travelling, and they're not a great team. Um, not a great but they do team. have some, some pretty X-Factor kind of forward players, um, and a few guys who do have a little bit of experience amongst that youth as well. And Parramatta, they're just, they're inconsistent. But look, you would think that Parramatta would be too good for, for Brisbane. I would think so. Yeah, and how good is Mike Siva? Scored oh, three yeah. tries, and as the game went on, he would gotten better. As the how about that? Eh? They they have one year without semi, and they find another Fijian. Yeah. Do you do you think? Oh, I I don't think you know how they sort of tapped into rugby league for talent. So rugby Union Australian rugby did, even sometimes they sort of made a poach at Carl Michael Hahn and Israel Folau. AFL. Yeah. I don't understand why, especially the Warriors, but why more teams don't try and recruit from Rugby Union. 
Yeah, agree. And you agree. know, I'm not talking about rugby union here in Australia, which you could because we've got players like Cam Murray, who, when you think about it, he obviously would have had to have been playing league, you know, as an 18 year old as well. But to be able to have those play the balls, you'd be, I'd be even more um, amazed if he never even played rugby league growing up. But I'm pretty sure he did, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, I think so. He I'm just went to sure a rugby he, like, he played school. Australian schoolboys with Victor Radley, like for league, or did he go to a rugby union school? Didn't he? For league, for rugby league, he played rugby league schoolboys with um, Victor Radley. All right, there you go. Mm. But he, one thing I'll say, going back to Parramatta, that Mike Acevo and Blake Ferguson is that's the key for them because they start their sets off. They get them on that roll and they and they get them going. And Parramatta, are, what I noticed about them is they're a front-running team. Yeah. You know, usually when they win, they score one or two tries to begin with. And when they lose, they're behind and they just stay behind. They just want to stay. But I, I still think you can play that front-running football from behind. <laughs> when I say front-running football, I don't even know if that's the right term, but you can still play conservative up by two tries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And down by two tries. You know what I mean? You don't really need to... Like, you can get into an arm wrestle with teams. You know what I mean? You don't necessarily need to... You can be down by two tries and still come back to win that game, I think. Don't you reckon? Yeah. Yeah, of of course you you can. Yeah, yeah. But why is Parramatta able to execute a bit better? Do you know what I mean? Like, I know I'm probably sounding a bit stupid because, of course, you can come back from two tries down. But you're saying that when they get to two-try lead... That's when they, like, is it comfortable? Less pressure? Well, I don't think it's that they take the foot off. It's more like they just ride off the confidence of it. Like, it's not like they get at the front and then take the foot off the gas. At the beginning of their games is what sets them up. They get a couple of tries going and they're like, all right, we're dictating terms. And it's kind of like they get the confidence of it, you know, massively. And then they play better. Mitchell Moses plays well and the forwards keep running up. Whereas if they do fall behind, and it's not so much, like, obviously when teams fall behind, it's not always easy to come back. But it's more that... It's one or the other. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's more consistently one or the other. Like, you know, the Roosters are a great team and the Storm are a great team. Don't fall behind by multiple tries often. Yeah. Like, occasionally the other team will score first, but then they'll hit back quite quickly. Yeah. Whereas Parramatta will have a habit. Was when they win, they're like, they'll look, they look awesome. And that's and that's kind of what they look like this year. That's why they, you know, put 50 points on the Tigers or, you know, look good against some good teams and they played well. And you go, hey, this team is a top four team. But then when they lose, you go, this team is not a top eight team. Yeah, and there's there's a big dis- discrepancy between um, what their best and what their worst is. So that's what gives Brisbane a sniff. But the thing with Brisbane is that I, just, I don't rate them; they're not that good. But they just have like some some really talented players who can just break the game open for them. Yeah, exactly right. Um, yeah, I just don't think that if with the Broncos, I don't feel like they've got a good balance up there. They've got bored out of position. <laughs> Milford probably could be in position. I think he has less responsibility as a fullback. He can sort of pick and choose. They've got time. a has been. They've got a, They've got a pass at fullback playing five eight. And they've got a <coughs> playing halfback. And a who playing halfback? And they've got their and they've got their start their beginning of the year five eight playing fullback. Yeah, and then they've got a halfback. But, then, but the difference is, but player. the difference is, they've got Payne Haas and David Fafita who just make shit happen. How? They're so young. They're just, yeah, they're just so talented, man. So strong and like, who's going to be able to get just, them? Younger people, like, you think about that. Like, eventually, they're going to be the the oldest or the strongest. They're only twenty they years old. They're only they're only Phenomenal. nineteen twenty years old, mate. 
Like Dylan oh. Brown? I like Dylan Brown. Yeah. I like Dylan Brown. I, I did a post yeah. about him on the Instagram. Two in the tackle. Get out there. Follow it. Get behind it. Like, yeah. share, comment. Two in the tackle on Instagram. Um, and I said something about Dylan Brown. And the thing that I like about him um, is he has a game that it's hard for him to play a poor game. Yeah. How do you mean? So he plays a very consistent, solid, high-percentage game. He just plays a high-percentage game. And he can. He still has a little bit of flair in him, and that could be just because he's 18. He still has that, you know, um, uh, skill factor or that X factor when it comes to executing a long pass or a grubber or a chip and chase or a sidestep because he's, he's a young player. Yeah. Um, and, he's, and you can see he has that. But he, he's not overdoing it. He doesn't overdo it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's almost yeah, as if sure. like he prefers the, the, the short pass because that's the high percentage play. Yeah. Like I like the short he's pass a, better. He's, Be- got a, he's got a good head on him for a young kid. And then even the, well, a few things that I saw him do on the weekend, I think it might have been the try where um, Semi might have scored his first try or something like that where Dylan Brown had to get the ball to Gutherson. Gutherson throws the money pass. So you Gutherson's still got to execute, executes, but it still worked from the inside to do. You still got to maintain that that advantage once Gutherson gets it, and that can be yeah. blown at times. Not most of the times they do it, but sometimes they can over they they don't play it right. Whereas at such he's still going he still goes deep into the line. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And I reckon he maintains. Is, is he a, a Kiwi? Correct. Correct. Apparently he got sent over from New Zealand. Yep. His mother sent him over there. Didn't want to come, but he had to. He's 18 years old playing first grade. And I think, and you could almost argue, isn't he a rugby player? You know, from New Zealand? Of course, he's from the high school. I think most New Zealand players are rugby players. Exactly. So why don't they go to New Zealand and start getting some of this talent? I think the Warriors need to do this. Yeah, well, they need to fix a lot and of that, things. That's what I was getting at to before. Why don't they... There's, there's, there's thousands of these Fijians. One in Fiji, obviously, but two in New Zealand. They have these Fijians in New Zealand. Go get some of these Fijians. You don't have to get all of them, but some of them. Get yep. some of these like these fullbacks or these 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 halfbacks, these scrum halves over there, or these tens. Yeah. Bring them in. They can play six over here. A ten, a ten over there can play six over here. A twelve over there can play six over here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And let's no, see look, if there's, some... there's there's a, there's a war chest of rugby players who are waiting to be brought over to rugby league. Mate. They're begging. We, I think. I think that's Roger two of us a check. There you go. You know what I mean. I just feel but, as though but they. Teams like they the Warriors could, don't pick up those players. Teams like the Roosters do. The teams like the Roosters do exactly. We identify the talent, and the Roosters have a good identification of talent because, you know, they get criticised about not worrying about too much on their juniors. That's fine. That's warranted. But they don't get credit enough for for how well they are picking talent. Mm. Yeah, how many players? Do Everyone we come else over the same for the Roosters. They may not play for for, for Clovelly or, or or Bondi United, but they debut for the Roosters. Correct. But even Siwa Takiaho, he may have even debuted for the Warriors, but he had only played. Yeah, one he, he did. He played one game for the Warriors, or one or two games. Exactly. So we're like, yeah, okay, we see some potential there. Warriors did it. Yeah, we got him. I think the Roosters have like seven or eight players who debuted for the Roosters, and like another three or four who played less than ten games before they came to the Roosters, and that's in the like the the top twenty players. Yeah, I heard that's it more too. than half the squad. 
I heard a turn. I think yeah, that's right. It was the Panthers. They had a game a couple of weeks ago where all by their captain James Tamo, because James Maloney wasn't playing. That had debuted for the Panthers. Anyway, enough about the Panthers. I want to have a good hey, chat genius. about. I want to have a good chat about the Panthers later on, but we've got to talk more about the other freaking finals teams. There's Canberra Raiders yep. and Melbourne Storm. What's going on there? Yeah, big game. Big game. They've had a tough month, the Raiders. They've played a lot of big games against a lot of big players. They've yep. shown that they're worthy, but do they have the gas and do they have the, you know, that mental fortitude to, to try and knock over the Storm again? Again, twice well, got, a month. They, they couldn't, it couldn't have been three times in two months. If things I, go um, away. Yeah, I, I'll find it. I'll be. I won't say surprised, but I'll be a little bit surprised if if they were able to knock them off down in Melbourne again. I'd be very Just surprised. With the class that the Storm have, like I, I won't be surprised. That I, I, I think that they're capable of it. They showed that before to come yeah, back from eighteen down and twenty um, minutes of twelve players. It's it's tough to be, it's tough to win in Melbourne. But it's it's only going to be easier for them. They've got eighty minutes at an even even score, with eighty minutes to go even score, and you'd you'd say they'd keep eighty um, thirteen players on the field for eighty minutes. Well, there's a chance Cam Munster might not be playing as well. But... And, and there's a chance Cam Munster might not be playing as well. What does that mean? I'll be. What does that mean? Who plays? Who plays halfback? Jerome, who stays oh, at halfback? Do they pick Brodie Croft at six? What happened? Yeah, I think I think um, Brodie Croft comes in, and he'll go he'll go into into the halves. They'll play he'll the play, halves. Yeah, that Pappenhausen. That Pappenhausen. Yeah. How's he gone? Well, look, Cameron Smith will play hooker and halfback. So, like, you know. yeah, well, he and and you know, it, it, I wouldn't even. Yeah, they they would do some weird shit as well, you know, because that Brodie Smith will come on play hooker, and Cameron Smith just comes on plays first receiver. Yeah, just it, dictates terms. He's got his. And that Nelson is off a solo That's how someone sort of highlighted how the game's played. I think it might have even been Brad Fittler, actually. It's he, he said, you know, there was a time there when you played the Roosters and if you didn't beat up on Jared, you'd lost that game. If Jared won that, yeah. won, won that, he, Roosters generally won that game. And he reckons, and that's so true. I've never explained it like that. I've always gone like, we've got a good forward play. But essentially, that's what the game was really. Like, whoever beat up on Jared won the game. If you could, but yeah. you couldn't. Because he was just too good. And then he managed to get that back, which was last year and even this year. But now, that's true. The way the Melbourne Storm play, because their halfback isn't as dominant, I feel like he's doing it probably better than what yeah. Argos is doing. And that's what he was saying. is He is now their, their focal point of attack where he bends the he's the He bends the linebacker. And they just shoot off that and they just play with their numbers and they just get into their holes. And I think that's how how you have to play footy is you've just got to manage to bend them back. And as soon as you get a sniff like Cam Smith does, or Cam Smith, um, Damian Cook does, everyone's just got to pile in the holes. Just pour straight and go. Just find your gap, run into it, and you've just got to pick it. And, so and if the Raiders are going to beat the Storm, how are they going to do it? That. Josh Papali'i. John Bateman, the offload, the second phase, and they're just going to pounce on him. And that's where they would have loved the Blake Austin. But they've got that yeah. BJ Lalua back now, actually. Whereas Papali'i, he's battling it out. So that's that's going to be an incredible battle. Mm. Nelson Asafa Salamona versus Josh Papali'i. Get that for you. Grab some popcorn. 
That's juicy. It's going to be an awesome match. So what's going to be a bigger battle? Victor Radley versus Cam Murray? Josh Papali'i versus Nelson Asafa Salamona? Who Parramatta got? Parramatta got the Broncos. Payne Haas up against Junior Polo. Imagine Kane Evans gets a crack at Payne Haas. Imagine we're able to show him. No, no, Kane Evans is suspended. Oh, poor Kane Evans. But imagine... Him. Dylan Brown. Dylan Brown is back. Oh, he's got a few, few. Um, I wouldn't say a few screws loose because he probably doesn't. He's probably like just like everyone else, but he's just hard. He's hard. Hey, boy, this will be his first game back, so he'll be keen and firing. Hopefully, he doesn't. In the other game, the, the manly game, they've got Adam Fanua Blake up against Paul Gallant. Yeah. Martin Tapao. No Martin Tapao. No Tapao as well, so it's oh, going to be massive for him. Oh, I see suspensions. Suspensions. Anyway. I spoke about Sam Burgess a bit earlier today. Think for me, I've said this to you before, Kaz, with these carryover points, this is how I said. With the carryover points, if you miss a, an origin match or a semi-final and it's only due to carryover points, next, we'll do it next year. Don't miss uh, that in the semis. I, I do see we, we, what you mean and to an extent I can see the side of it. Um... Yeah, it's tough, man. I just okay, okay, okay. I know. Okay, you you'd like in a good old world we get to play, but what's the reason why you can't do it then? Well, it just it just changes the context of those sort of suspensions and stuff when you're coming around to the back end of the year. If you like, so what happens if a player gets suspended in round twenty five for three weeks? No, because the carryover points didn't get you to to get suspended. So the carryover points only apply to regular season games. For immediate um, punishment or receiving of the punishment, yeah. Because I, imagine... Honestly, I, honestly yeah. I'm fucking lucky, cuz, man. The, the biggest thing that I've hated yeah. hearing from all the journos is yeah. um, the, cool the inaccurate comments when they're all coming out going, how is he getting suspended for a hair pull? It's like, he's not getting suspended for a hair pull. He's getting suspended because he got suspended multiple times this year and he's had two contrary conduct charges where he's paid a fine already and then he did it again. He knew it going in. He knew that's what is that was the risk and he did it anyway. Yeah. So like, why do you reward that person? Yeah, it's not rewarding it, it's just not punishing them. Well it is well you well, well you're punishing them less, so I guess it's rewarding. It's a reward. Like, yeah. The reward I'm, is the unlucky, man. Unlucky. That's what I say. Whether and it would felt like Hargraves was in the same position if he was he was um, with carryover points if he didn't beat the charge, which I'm glad he did because you know. But his is a different charge. His is something that that's not like um, <coughs> they would consider like a pussy it's a pussy play. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but at the same they would time, say like, though, oh, you if, 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 Hargraves, if Hargraves didn't have carryover points. He wouldn't have have to go. He would. It would have been. He wouldn't have missed a week. Yeah, right. It was carryover points that made him push over to where you're going to miss a week if you take the plea. So that's why they fought it. Yeah, so, good fight. I mean, I don't know. It, wasn't, it wasn't even bad though. His one wasn't even bad. His one's not even no. bad. Like, they, well, maybe a hair pull shouldn't be a contra conduct charge. Maybe you should be allowed to pull there. Pull there. Yeah. I pull the hair. Like you said, you, you showed earlier, you know, you're showing the hair pull as the end of it. The beginning is a frustrated front row of picking on a 19-year-old winger. Yeah. Where he grabs him by the, he puts his arm around his throat, the elbow is protruding from the chin, and then 
slams him on the ground and then grabs him by the hair and pushes him down. Like you said, you don't need to be suspended for that. You can just that's a penalty is fine. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what I that's what I actually thought like the penalty like, was like, for. Actually, you know what? Like, probably, a penalty, probably, probably, a, probably just a penalty is fine. Yeah. But penalty. like if if there is a contrary conduct charge for something and that's what's gonna tip you over the edge, well, you shouldn't have fucked up the other three times. <laughs> You're not getting penalised for this. You're getting penalised because you did this as well as doing the other three things. Yeah, that have carried over. That have carried over. Yeah. 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 This is this is karma for not getting suspended for the Matt Moylan tackle. Yeah, that was disgusting. That's this. I will even don't even think that should be a finable uh, way out. No, no, that, no. That one wasn't a fine. That was uh, he got off the charge. What? He was charged. Went to the judiciary and got off. How? I. I don't oh, know. you know how? Because you they can't. Got good lawyers. I know how. I know how. I know how. One day they got good lawyers, but he can't deny that he pulled the hair. The worst, the funniest thing was though, is because he got off the charge, and then he was out for two weeks with an injury. Yeah. So if he had just got suspended, then he probably wouldn't have had the carryover points that would have put him in the position to miss this finals game. Yeah, true. But yeah, he might have still had the carryover points. Don't they sort of hang around for a while? Yeah, actually, else? you know, it's not so much the carryover. It was the it was the third contrary conduct charge. Yeah, because normally it would just be a fine, but he's already done two of them. He's just he's just a grub. He is. He's a very aggressive player. But that's another thing. Someone else, I think it was the Raiders. Bj Leilua says, you, "If you're not intimidating, no one's going to fear you." And I thought to myself, I didn't know anyone feared him. You know, they might fear him when he's got the ball, but when he's defending, he ain't no Steve Matter. You know, Dean Fuddy, they're ones you'd be worried about, and they aren't grubby. Yeah. I've never heard player, anyone say no BJ Lalu was the guy you got to look out for in the defensive line. Yeah. Players aren't scared of like, oh, this, what if this guy, you know, hits me with a high shot or drops an elbow or yeah. rubs my face in the ground. It's more like, fuck, that guy hits like a truck. I'm going to not run at him. Yeah. If you come, you can't avoid the elbow because I'm still playing the game. If you're going to do the elbow, you're going to do the elbow. I can't avoid that. Trust BJ Lee Lewis to say something you. like that. He just doesn't get it. Yeah. Is he, I was like, is he, this guy play park footy or something? This is something you say when you're 16 years old. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. You can be, intimi- you can be intimidating without foul play. You don't need to knee someone in the head. That's not intimidating. I'll tell you, I'll tell you he's probably intimidating. Is when 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 Sam, Sam Bird just runs at Victor Radley and he puts him in his ass and he goes, "I'm not going to run at that guy." <laughs> that's a big shot That's a big shot. You know, Victor Radley hasn't been getting those shots off because everyone's take, keeping an eye out for him. Yeah, they fucking saw what he did the last couple of years. They go, "That's the guy you don't run at." You got to stay away. And it, it, yeah. how can that work in your favor as a player? Are you, do you are you stronger in the offense? Like you don't have to work as hard defensively. Um, no, it works for your team because now other players are already thinking about people they don't want to run at, and now they're not thinking about what they should be doing because they're already thinking about the defensive one. Yeah, don't you come near this fella. No, he's a hitter. They, they don't go like, you can tackle like those guys, you see but you can see them know that they've got to stay away from you. Well, it, and then it comes to those instances where you see that, that forward or that player that, you know, they they run up to catch the ball and they just drop a cold and you just see their eyes and they go, he had a look. Yeah, he had, he a, had look. a look. And he had a look and he went, oh shit, Bradley, fuck. Where's <laughs> He's going to cut me in half. Where's he? And you know what, like, so I, I would never play at any levels that these guys are at. Didn't even come close. But when I did play, obviously you had players that 
um, could tackle. And I just remember getting hit by maybe, there might have been two or three players in my whole entire life where they only tackled me and I didn't know about it one time. Every oh, single you. time after yeah. they ta- after that, I knew exactly where they were and I knew exactly yeah. what they could implement on the tackle. Yeah, you lined up and you're like, I won't take this up. I'll take the next ones. <laughs> yeah, you get a bit of a. You I'm almost like. Short, I, I'm gonna pop on the short side, Blake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. Or you hang go off the, my, Hang off my inside. <laughs> I'll push up. I'll push up with you. I'll push up with you. I'll, t- I'll tell you. I'll tell you who who I I, I won't run at. Or I didn't. I, who? I got snapped in and didn't want to run at again. Who? Troy Dodds. Dodsy, exactly right. That's who <laughs> I didn't go near again. Because where does he hit you? He hits you in the ribs. He bends you over. And he, he bends you over and you go, oh, fuck. And he used to guy. get some sneaky shots in because definitely he played with a team full of Aboriginals. And let's face it, they were an intimidating looking team. And if yep. you've seen Troy Dodds up again in that in that lineup, you'd probably find yep. it a lot easier to run at him. And oh, then yeah, that's run at the little skinny white guy. And then no. you go, oh, shit, he's snapping That's us. the last time he ran that, that guy. Yeah. You got it out of the Maybe way. Yeah. But yeah, no, no definitely. Doubt. It was good some good times. He ended up playing for Bondo United eventually, and that, that was a he good did. time. He did. Because he's on our team, and he didn't have to worry about it anymore. But that was another yeah. story for another day. Um, Johnny, and then we Joseph. Got... Johnny Joseph, he hit hard. Yeah, correct. And that was the actually, he's the other one. He's the <laughs> yeah. other one that only ever tackled me one <laughs> once, time. I didn't know about Once again, I remember when he came over from Kenzo, and I'm like, I'm glad you don't tackle me anymore. That'd be a good feeling. That'd be a great feeling. But anyway, we've got the Sharks, and we've got Manly Moringa Seagulls on Sunday. Is that right? Sunday? Mm. Yes, yes, Sunday, How's that Sunday play afternoon. Paul at, Gallen, will at, he win? Land out there in Brookvale. Will Paul Gallen go out a loser or a winner? Paul Gallen, I, look, I think Manly's going to get him, eh? This is just like, it's, it's just right up Manly's alley. Players are down. They've got Trebojevic injured, a few other guys, Syrian injured. They've got power suspended. Um, Sharks are riding high after like a big win against the Tigers to get in the eight. Everyone's counting them out. This is Desi's bread and butter. Nah, no chance. They've got no chance. They've got no chance. They've got zero chance. They might not, not even run out on the field. I like Manly. Manly, Manly big will fan win Manly. on Sunday. Manly will win. They got. They have. They ask if they can get Tony Williams to play. Manly will win. <laughs> well, good luck to Manly. I hope so because you know what I feel about Paul. And Gallen. the Sharks and the Sharks just can't beat Manly as well. They just have an awful record against family but to top it off. That, 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 that'll be turned around on Sunday. I think now that Cronulla... Oh, shit, that's right. We have a bad record against these guys. We'll fix that. It's one of those ones. We'll fix that. We'll yeah, fix that. And look, and I'll tell, you what, I'll tell you where a lot will hinge, I think, where? is the fitness of Matt Moylet, too. Really? I know he hasn't played... It's... Yeah, I think, I think so. I think he makes them a different team. And I know he hasn't played. I know he hasn't been there for the last few weeks. And they still, you know, they got, you know, they won on Sunday, and they they played really well against the Raiders, and nearly won. They should have won if they could kick goals. But I just think he adds a different dimension to them. And without him, like if they they can still, you know, they can still win football games and look very good. But this is not this like everyone ramps up about how experienced this Shark side is. Um, finals footy, yada yada yada. They actually don't have that much finals experience in their team anymore. Like, a lot of those guys have moved on and left. So, James Maloney. They've got Chad Townsend. They've got Chad Townsend. Matt Pryor. Wade Graham. They've got um, Paul Gallen, still there. Josh Dugan's played a lot of finals footy. Maybe not successful, but he's played a lot of finals footy. Um, Josh Morris has played a lot of footy. Um, Sasai Fecky. They've got a bit of experience out there. 
I just think they're going to get it. It's right up their alley. Back, backs against the wall, uh, into a corner. And you know what? The Sharks will probably lose because they miss goals. That's they what will happen. Goals. they got Sean Johnson. He hasn't got much finals footy. He's played what? He played the four games in 2011 played, and the one game last five. year. He's played, played five, five games. games. Five games. Five games. Sean Johnson. Yeah. Mate, he gets paid a lot of money. You know what I think of Ricky Stewart and his finals record? Yeah. <laughs> Sean Johnson's fitting into that category. It's worse. Look, At least Ricky Stewart won a grand final. Unfortunately, Three times, unfortunately I, think, I think that uh, Paul Gallen will go out a loser. Fortunately. Well, he is the biggest loser in NRL history. That's just facts. Like, I don't like him as a footy player. Mate, he'd probably be a top player. As a footy player? I don't really like him. Thought he was a bit of a loser. Then, him holding the record. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, us little chumps get to giggle. Sometimes. It's just a giggle. You know, he's a good player. But, biggest loser. <laughs> just joking. Anyway. Um, so your tips Roosters I don't have to Roosters. tip that one that sort of goes without saying because of just how we feel about that match yeah, um, Melbourne Raiders I'm going I'm going Melbourne time. you're going Raiders are you what's that sorry are you going Raiders are you nah the storm sustained excellence exactly right and BJ yeah. Lalua who's scared of BJ Lalua and then um, we've got uh, Parramatta and the Broncos I'm going Parramatta yeah yeah, look, I, I think Parramatta should win. I don't know. I just have this, I don't know why I have this weird feeling like Brisbane going to win. All right, and then I've got, um, what's it called? We've, we've got, uh, I've got the Sharks and you've got Manly. Go Manly. Go Manly. Well, push it up. Push I, it up, Manly. I've been waiting to hear this from you. I've been waiting to hear from you. Push it up, Manly. <laughs> no, no, not that. But that, that is, that's always good. Everyone loves a good old push it up, Manly. But... What did you think of the Ashes, Steve Smith? Oh, mate. How were we? He's the best I've ever seen. It's unbelievable. He is playing with kids out there. He's the best you've ever seen. The mate, best he's, I've ever seen. Isn't he and, the second who, best ever? Who knows, what we'll be, who knows what we'll be saying about him by the time he retires. Do you know Steve Smith averages 96 in the first innings of a test match? No, I did not know that. 96? That's when you want to score your runs. That's fucking ridiculous. That is Don Bradman-esque. 96. Well, not a, no, because he'd do it in both innings. I actually wonder what his actual first innings average is. Don Bradman's, yeah. yeah. Oh, mate, he'd be, he'd be even higher. There's a lot of... Don Bradman didn't have to play a lot of second innings, though. You know, he played 52 matches, he had 80 innings. 80 innings. So 30 times yeah. he batted twice. Yeah. Can you just go and score a double ton or a triple ton and Australia wouldn't need to bat again? He'd bat but, number three no, look, as well. Steve, like. Steve Smith's phenomenal, but, you know, he is phenomenal. He's, he has held up our, our rickety batting lineup. Um, he's like the ultra-massive superglue. But nothing comes, nothing, none of that happens without a phenomenal bowling attack. Yep. And Pat Cummings has been nothing short of sensational. So has he won the battle between um, him and Archer? Yeah, please, of course. Pat Cummins is the number one bowler in the world. Joff, don't get me wrong, like Joffrey Archer, he is super talented, and he's going to be. Um, so is Cummins be, better uh, than Rabada? He'll, he'll be he'll be he'll be playing at top level of world cricket for a long time, but he's still new to Test cricket, man. Like he's he's not there yet. Pat Cummins is just he can get you so many ways. And Hazelwood, this is the best I've seen Hazelwood bowl I Since think when? ever. Ever. 
I think so, yeah. Well, wow, like, that's good. For a, for a consistent, like, over, cause over, the, over like a short period, this is three test matches, yeah. um, but he's just relentless, that top golf style, and then being able to come on and just get his wickets when we needed, and to have two guys like that who not only will break through and get your wickets, they don't give the batsman anything. Like, nothing. We're not giving you any bad balls. We're not giving you, like, three runs, three falls. We're going to dry up ends, and we're going to get wickets. <laughs> Is it's it because, unbelievable. Is, and then all while rotating, like like Stark, who just went and got nearly 30 wickets in a World Cup, who a couple of years ago, probably 12 months ago, you were like, this is the leader of our attack. Didn't play the first three tests. Because yeah. they're like, no, nah, man, you're, sorry, you're down the pecking order. Which is fine. He copped it on the chin. Um, and I thought he, you know, I thought he was good for us in that fourth test. You know, Stark is just going to be Stark. But he played the role that he needed to play. Um, but Hazelwood Cummings, man. And that's what's been, that's those have been the differences. Our, our bowling attack has been better than theirs. Um, obviously, Broad's still been awesome. He's you know bamboozled plenty of our team. And Joffrey Archer has had a couple of bursts of just how do you stop? How do you, how do we handle this guy? Yeah. But it, it, around it hasn't been able to sort of stamp his foot on it as much. Which I'm not going to hold it against him, man. The guy's 23. He's played three Test matches. So like, yeah. But you know you look at it now. It's two one, and it could have very easily been three 0 But the job's not done, man. Like. We can be excited that we won that test and the urn's coming home. But if we come back 2-2, two, two, we win the series. I don't give a fuck if we bring the trophy back. We didn't do. win the series. I do. This is, series is not over. We need to win the series. <laughs> if we lose if we lose the last test, it all means nothing. It all means nothing. Well, I, I, well, could I, see, I didn't think of okay, it like me, that. Me, I was, just, I was just excited that the, the urn has returned. Like oh, the way I'm, that they I'm, celebrated. I'm, exci- I'm excited it's, it's returned. I'm excited... I'm happy that we're not going to be losing. We won't lose the series. We won't leave England. Losing we haven't. Again. We haven't left England like this since 2001. 2001 was the last time we won the series. Exactly. We haven't won the series yet. When was the last time we didn't lose over there? Yeah, 2001 was the last time we didn't lose. But there's a difference between like you. You asked me how a team feels after a draw and how they feel after a win. Mate, did you see them carry on? You could be onto something. But the way they carried on oh, was if the series no, 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 won. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I, I don't want to downplay it with my firmness. Like it's awesome. Like it's fantastic. You know, we we haven't won two live games in a series in England since 2001. Like we haven't been able to get to this position in a long time, and we've done it. With not necessarily a great like a, a, a few great players, but we don't have like this super dominant team that's just you know killing kicking it in world cricket. But we still need to win the series. You know, yeah. when when India came to Australia just recently and they beat us, yeah, yeah, and it was, it was a massive moment for India to win a series in, in Australia. They hadn't done it in so long, but they did actually draw a series in two thousand three, two thousand four. Yeah, right. That was a 1-1, and they retained the Border Gavaskar Trophy. They don't give a fuck that they retained the trophy. They're like, no, we actually retained the trophy 15 years. No one cares. No one cares that you drew. Like, That's great. You get to take the trophy home. You didn't lose. That's good. But neither did the other team. If if there are no losers, then there are no winners. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's a loser to be a winner. I don't care if they so, don't don't worry, lose. Uh, look, don't get me wrong. The fucking Australian cricket team, they know this and they, they'll be going in for blood. Um, and, but, you know. Anyway, that, that we're going to have to wrap it up there. We will have to wrap it up. I do apologise for cutting you off there, Kev. But, no, that's uh, all right. That's all right. The gonna... last thing I'll... Say is, is hats off to our man, Raphael Nadal, winning in 
the, the US Open. Absolutely uh, right. Uh, the, the so-called clay court specialist um, has just won his fourth US Open. There's only two men who have more US Open titles than him. So <laughs> and that just goes to show you how awesome this guy is. Currently playing. <laughs> they're currently playing. But yeah, obviously that's a big moment for as well, especially if you're an Nadal fan. And um, hopefully we can continue on with uh, his career next year at the Australian Yeah, and, and for all the listeners, uh, stay tuned for later on the year um, on our, our, our fellow friends podcast on Unstrung when we'll, we'll go into, into deep dive into the Rafa versus Roger debate. We're, I'm coming at numbers, everything. Anyway, we've got to cut it, we've got to cut it, we've got to cut it. Big game for the Roosters. Big game for the, the Roosters. Come on, Chookies. Let's get it done, Let's go, Roosters. Okay.